Rice is a very important crop of way of reducing hunger and poverty in Africa, and that's one of the reasons why the demand is expanding. But the production in Asia is falling a lot. So whether there would be a kind of the substitute to rice is a very important question. Hello, this is the weekly Tradecast, a podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're talking about rice, its importance for development and its impact on the environment. Rice is a vital crop as the main source of nutrition for more than half of the people around the world. Asians produce more than 90% and get over a quarter of their calories from it. Demand is only expected to soar as populations grow in Asia and Africa. Some estimates suggest the world will need almost one third more rice by 2050. But production is faltering. Urbanization and industrialization are reducing the amounts of farmland and farm workers. At the same time, excessive use of pesticides, fertilizer and irrigation is depleting and polluting soil and groundwater. While joining me now to sort the husk from the grain is Miho Shiratari, head of Division of International Trade and Commodities. Miho is an economist by profession and a historian by passion. Well, welcome to the show again, Miho. It's nice to have you back. Thank you, Sarah. To put this in perspective, how many people in the world eat rice as a staple and how important is it? Let me put this way. On average in the world, person eat 150 kilograms of rice per year. That's on average. Of course, there's a huge variation. In Vietnam, they tend to eat like 240 kilograms a year. <laughs> India, 78 kilograms a year. But if you multiply it with the population, that's gigantic. Mm. In France, in contrast, it's only four kilograms per year. Mm. So huge variation yeah. across the globe, but it is a very highly eaten crop. So who imports and exports rice and how fair and open is the global market for rice? Asia, of course, like you said, mm. is a dominant producer and an exporter. They export around three quarter of the rice traded in the world. They also import half of the rice that they're traded. Africa imports about 20% of the rice traded in the world. That the African population is only 13% of the world. So 13% of population importing 20% of rice. So you know that how high the dependency on rice in Africa. Market-wise, rice is one sector which is most highly protected in terms of tariffs. On average, the world protects the rice market with about 95% of tariffs per unit of the import. In Asia, especially when the producers are highly protected, it's about 200% or 190% tariff rate. If you go to Africa, it goes down to, on average, 5%. So it really depends on whether you are major producers or major importer, but it is a highly, highly protected market because it's a political crop. 
And is that for rice like jasmine, for instance, and basmati, which have their own It's reputation? a very interesting question. You know, rice is not a homogenous crop. Mm. There are long grain rice and short grains. There's sticky one and non-sticky mm. one, japonica, indica. And I believe like red rice isn't even considered rice. Red rice is not rice. <laughs> it's a weed. <laughs> and another thing is that it is so highly dependent on the culture that you have also in terms of the cooking, of the local cooking. You know, you don't use Japanese rice when you're cooking Thai food. It's completely different. Yeah. And the consumers don't eat rice, which they are not accustomed to. And the question of, for example, if, like you said, there's an excess demand for rice in the world, will more trade help that or not? Mm-hmm. It is a very difficult question to answer because that you cannot just export what you're eating to the countries which the type of the rice that they're eating are completely different. In Africa, the demand for rice is increasing by 6% a year. And rice is such an important crop for poverty reduction in Africa. Rice is a huge source of calories. For the price that they pay, mm. it just loads you with ha- ha- I mean, pure carbohydrate, it fills you huge up. energy, calories. It's also very easy to cook, so you only need water and a heat. It's also very easy to transport. Rice is a very important crop of way of reducing hunger and poverty in Africa, and that's one of the reasons why the demand is expanding. But like you said, the production in Asia in particular is falling a lot. So whether there would be a kind of the substitute to rice is a very important question when it comes to poverty reduction and reducing hunger, particularly in low-income countries. We've been hearing a lot about global warming, for instance. How is that impacting rice production and how... Is rice actually fueling climate change too? It's just like any other crop production though, Sarah. It's not unique to rice, but crop production is both victim and assailant of the climate change. And particularly rice is so susceptible to the change in temperature and also the amount of water. You know, because rice paddies, especially in the way that, you know, Southeast Asia rice is produced, we use the paddy filled with water of about 10 centimeters high. Mm. If there is a huge temperature rise, water would dry up and that would kill rice very easily. Too much heat also kills the rice very easily. Extreme weather like hurricane just kills the rice completely. And... At the same time, though, the rice production, first is climate change or global warming. And rice, because of the way that we grow with, you know, the paddy filled with water, that means it stops the soil to get oxygen and generates a lot of methane gas. In fact, it's said that the rice production alone is responsible for about 12% of the total emission of the methane gas. So that is the impact of the rice to the global warming. The second element of the crisis is pollution, particularly air pollution. The rice production uses a lot of pesticides, herbicides, and chemical fertilizers. They get resolved into water and that can pollute. 
the, the water flows. The third element is loss in biodiversity. If you can picture the rice field, acres and acres and acres of rice field, and because of the way that it's produced, it does not allow other crops to be grown at the same time. So it's monoculture. Will more rice trade be a solution, a desirable solution to the expected excess demand for rice at the global level? It is very difficult to answer because, first of all, production itself is falling and changing the demand by consumers is very challenging. But if we can put the question in another way, if the rice production can be such a huge problem to the three planetary crises, can it be replaced by other crops? So something like millet, is that something we should be thinking of? I think it's possible. But Sarah, we have to be aware of the fact that it cannot be changed right away. It would probably take a generation or more. There are reasons both from the producer's point of view and exporter's point of view. Rice is a very political crop, meaning that a lot of governments actually protect rice producers with subsidies and also the measure to stabilize the producer's price for rice. If producers find a crop that would give them the same amount or higher level of income with the same level of stability, yes, they can. But if it is not, and mostly it's, it's not the case at this moment without any change in the government policy, it's going to be very difficult for farmers to change the production from one paddy growing rice to another. You know, the rice production, particularly in Asia, like in my country, Japan, it is a part of the culture. It's also even like a religious element in it. In Asia, rice cultivation spread with the spread of civilization. Between 7,000 to 10,000 years ago, the civilization spread and the rice production moved with it. So it is you know, interwoven with how the culture was developed in that part of the world. In a way, for them, can you ask consumers to you know, switch rice because it's not really doing something good for the planet? It can happen <laughs> in a long time, you know, 70 years, 100 years time. What should governments, policymakers and multilateral organizations like the UN be doing to support this evolution then or to support rice in general? What can government do? First thing that I think of, which is very, very important, is, of course, raising awareness. We can say that rice, of course, it's a very important crop. But scientifically and from the three planetary crises, we have this impact. If consumers actually feel that, I think that is a very important step. Stability is super important, but also if there is an opportunity to convert the rice field into something else, I think that could be an option. But Sarah, you know, probably the farmers are not facing this kind of choice, rice or other crop. Mm. I think they're just thinking of producing rice or sell the land. because of the pressure of industrialization. On the one hand, I think it is also important for the government to control the speed of disappearing the rice production, because that would exacerbate probably food insecurity in Africa. There is no one answer for this very, very complicated question.
we need to keep on looking into it. And also the exchange of experience across countries. Well, thank you so much for that. That was really informative. That was Unktad's Miho Shiratori, who was this week's guest. Tune in to the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, unktad.org. I'm Sarah Toms in Geneva. Goodbye for now. <laughs>